BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as if popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug. And I love Edgar Wright movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from the waning days of a real life horror show with another <laughs> Homes Alone edition. It's Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. And my guests today are three people I've actually seen in the flesh over the last few days, which is very exciting. They are Brandon Collins, Noel Wells, and Edgar Wright. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Uh, let's meet everybody individually and alphabetically, starting with returning champ from the show that we just did in uh, our nation's capital last Sunday. It's Brandon Collins. Hey, Brandon. Hey, everybody. Uh, this, is, this is crazy. I've never won something so many times in a row before. My mom thinks I finally made it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a proud moment for me. <laughs> you really are in the big time right now. Yeah, it's, like, uh, <laughs> it's like, mom, don't feel so bad about me being an only child and you being a single mother. You put me in front of a TV where I watch movies and now it's paying off. Exactly. All of us that were uh, spending too much time uh, watching TV, uh, you know, uh, are not all of us, but a lot of us managed to turn that into uh, a, uh, a, a career and a life. And it's, uh, and I love it. And, um, you know, you recommended uh, Midsommar um, yeah. on the last episode when you were on. And uh, I passed that information along on my uh, Twitter account. And uh, people are people are into it. People are down with that choice. Um, I mean, it's just a movie. It's a, it's a good movie to put on during the Halloween season, especially if you want to see some brutal, violent scenes. And uh, what a beautiful <laughs> movie. What a beautiful movie that embraced is drug use you know it's a it's a good movie i get uh i have, uncomfortable a, I have just... a funny story about midsummer that when i went to see it there's a moment in the movie where like some, some, something terrible happens at a cliff edge and everybody that witnesses is appalled and then there's a couple that says right we're leaving right now yep. and because the movie is like two and a half hours long i remember that within the movie you then see that couple 45 minutes later still trying to get their 
car and somebody shouted out, haven't you left already? (laughs) (laughs) Also joining us, actor, director, writer, singer, and all around ray of sunshine, it's Noel Wells. Hello, Noel. Hello, Doug. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I feel, I feel very, I like, yeah, (laughs) that's how I feel, man. Well, uh, this came together quite nicely because, you know, uh, I kind of wanted to have a couple of guests who have, uh, you know, actually seen Edgar's latest movie and Brandon being a fancy East Coast critic got to see it at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival. And Noel and I saw it uh, just the other night at the uh, Academy of Motion Pictures in uh here in Los Angeles, uh, their new museum. museum has an amazing theater named after David Geffen, I believe. And um, uh, that was great seeing you there, Noel. It was really lovely to see you. And also Edgar, that your film was the first premiere there. Like, I feel like, are we ganging up on Edgar? <laughs> like we're all like- Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> hikes, Noel. We've all seen your movie. Now we're gonna talk to you. <laughs> right, but also at the same time, we don't want any uh, spoilers because uh, no one else has seen it yet. It opens Friday in theaters, both in the United States and the UK. And, um, I, I'm just so excited. It's so great to uh, see a movie early and then it also be something that you uh, are happy to uh, tell people to go see. So let's just introduce him right now. His latest joint, Last Night in Soho. <laughs> it's Edgar Wright. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Nice uh, to be con- back. Congratulations on uh, not only a great film, but uh, a film that you managed to you know, put out uh, along with another great film also uh, during this whole pandemic thing. Well, my, it's, I, 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 when I think about the fact it's my second movie of the year, I get immediately exhausted. It makes me want to take a nap. I mean, immediately, <laughs> immediately after this show, I'm going to curl up into the fetal position and not be heard from again for another nine months. I mean, it's probably unprecedented that, you you know, you usually have projects like kind of, you know, plates spinning, but you're usually not making, you know, two films simultaneously. You usually do them one at a time. It's the only time that I've ever successfully multitasked in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, we should mention that's the uh, the Sparks Brothers uh, uh, movie or Sparks Brothers. And um it's a great documentary. And uh, there was a guy, I want to tell Edgar that there was a guy in the audience at the last show I did in Washington, D.C., who uh, said, I, you know, I said, what was the last movie you saw? And he said, I don't go to movies much. I just saw some documentary. And I like pressed to find out what it was. And he had to ask other people at his table. But the one movie this guy that doesn't go to movies saw in a theater was uh, Sparks Brothers. <laughs> so uh, uh, I was I, very- I, I, had a, I had a surreal moment on the red carpet at the premiere the other night where Anya Taylor-Joy, who was in the middle, you know, wearing this amazing Dior gown in the middle of doing her red carpet photos, saw out of the corner of her eye, Ron and Russell Mail from Sparks and went, oh my God, is that Sparks? And stopped taking photos and ran over to them to say hi. And I've never seen her star as starstruck by anybody else. So that was a particular point of pride for me. And also just that strange thing of your, your worlds colliding. 
Yeah, and also uh, Thomason McKenzie, who's also in the film, was wearing the loudest dress I've ever heard. <laughs> it was like a kind of Busby Berkeley, like sort of <laughs> old of 1933 costume. It looked amazing. It was all like um, mirrored um, like uh, discs. It was incredible. Yeah, but she can't sneak up on anybody in it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> she can't be doing any creeping. It's um, not a good dress for doing burglaries on houses. Without giving away the story, I, my first question to you, Edgar, is just, you know, how did the idea for this movie first come about? It, it feels like it's been something you've been working on for a while. Yeah, I guess it's like two things. It's like one would just be, I guess an obsession with the sixties that probably started with my parents' record collection. And then this nagging sort of um, feeling that I was becoming too obsessed and too nostalgic about a decade that I never lived in. And that thing where you start to question whether nostalgia is like an escape or like a retreat from modern life, <laughs> I think probably the latter. So that was part of it. And then the second part of it is just having lived in London for 27 years. And Soho, if you don't know it, is like, you know, a square mile right in the middle of town that is slightly like a law under it to itself, which, <laughs> you know, for hundreds of years, like artists and writers and the criminal underworld have like mixed and it's not it's not the same as it was, but it's obviously been massively gentrified. But there's still kind of that sort of edgy quality to it. It's still like a place that after midnight, like the dark Brigadoon version of Soho starts to rise up. <laughs> <laughs> and Soho, of course, that's the abbreviation for South of Hogwarts. <laughs> I think it much as <laughs> well. I guess because they shot Hogwarts in in Scotland, right? So it, it technically it is south of Hogwarts. I think because yeah. in New York it's south of Houston, right? Uh -huh. In in what I gather is it was like a hunting call that the ground used to be before there was a city. There was like where aristocrats would hunt, and so they would be like it was a hunting call. Soho. I know that sounds bonkers, <laughs> that, that is the official explanation. And also London Soho, you know, kind of existed before New York Soho. Right, right. Well, that's what no, they I'm... say over there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, listen, I think, I think most things uh, started in the UK first. <laughs> it's true. It all just got shipped over here eventually. Um, we, had, we had York before New York. <laughs> uh -huh. That's right. <laughs> Show me to Parliament. I don't think <laughs> Um, one more thing I want to ask about, cause I know we're going to, you know, we're here to play some games, but I, I'm just so excited to talk to you about this movie. And if, if, uh, Noel or Brandon have a, a question you'd like to ask Edgar about the movie, feel free after I spit this one out. Um, I just want to say, uh, thank you on behalf of all the people who hate to see uh, vomit in movies. <laughs> why what what was your choice there without get, you know I, I, you know it's not saying too much to say someone vomits but um what what was the choice there uh, to not show it because people always show it but you are very discreet you know what's happening but you don't have to see it well number one i knew you had an issue with it doug and i knew <laughs> you were going to see the movie and i didn't want to put you off or sort of say on twitter <laughs> no, please no, there is a vomiting thing. But there is a bit, I, this is too much of a, I don't want to get into spoilers, but there, there is right. something that does cough up a dark liquid at one point. But it's not like sort of, there's not a sick scene, no. There's not like a pea soup exorcist scene, no. 
Yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, they call them, uh, people that don't like that stuff are called uh, metaphobes. And I started doing a thing where I would just warn people if there's vomiting in a movie, and then it just became ridiculous. You just, you should, you tell people when there isn't vomiting in a movie, because it just happens so frequently, because it's just such a cinematic act. You know, you can fake it. It's easy to fake, and it's disgusting, and it's, you know, it gets your attention. I want to quickly ask you a question. As an emetophobe, which of these films is worse for you? <laughs> the witches of eastwick or the exorcist uh i'm all right for for some crazy reason the exorcist doesn't bother me at all i don't know why <laughs> uh, maybe because oh, it's you're, you know you're it's just broken guys. yeah i don't know i guess because of my not being religious you know i mean it's a scary awesome movie don't get me wrong but i'm just saying the pea soup coming out i guess also just everybody referring to it as pea soup <laughs> but 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 witches of eastwick and stand by me i mean you nailed it those are two of the most disgusting uh <laughs> sequences that i can picture in my head exactly what like they're just you know they're just scorched into my brain i'll never forget those but i also like both of those movies so i i just you know just have to lump it and uh you know suck it up and get through it not suck up the vomit though no no S stay <laughs> away from that entirely uh noel do you have a question about last night in soho well i i have a comment which was i guess i so i went into the movie completely blind which i love to do i don't like reading anything i just like to have the experience so i feel like i had a i feel like i went on the journey probably as you intended and i i texted you edgar and i said that like a tagline i would say for it is like nostalgia kills <laughs> and I thought that was like so cool how that like I wasn't expecting you know where the movie went my question would be how how do you describe it to people without you know giving anything away or like what's your time I think it's a similar I always just say a cautionary tale for time travelers it's like even if you you know if you I mean I'd always that would that would be a similar thing would be like something about the dangers of romanticizing the past because I think, you know, it speaks to that, you know, a lot of recently people have been using the phrase the good old days a lot. And, you know, to say the good old days is to imagine a decade where everything was great and nothing was bad, which is, of course, bullshit. So it was it was really sort of inspired by that idea is that, you know, the 60s at its most reductive people like think about, oh, Austin Powers and, you know, like people in mini dresses dancing in the middle of Carnaby Street. But of course, the darker side was was there and huge and and, and not to be ignored. Yeah, I um I dr I dressed as an homage to Gene Seberg and Breathless for your movie premiere. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I made a purse out of newspaper, and I was surprised at how in the movie there was like some kind of tie-in to that. But anyway, um, well, you I talk about that because that's the opening scene of the film. That's not a spoiler, but in, in yeah, the yeah, she's like wearing a newspaper dress. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just made it today. <laughs> and my friend who came with me was like, that is so weird. And, but I'll say, because I didn't want to just dress up. As our friend, Gabby. Our friend, our friend, our mutual friend, Gabby. You're right, sorry. But I will say, I listened to a, a podcast that was like really breaking down Jean Seberg. Like I've read her wiki and stuff, but I like really went into a deep dive. And I was like, man, this time. The Karina yeah. Longworth podcast. Yes. The yeah, she was, she was there. She was at the premiere on Monday. Oh, yeah. amazing. Well, I was listening to her podcast running up to your premiere. And yeah, like the 60s, it's, you know, she's a Pinterest icon, Jean Seberg. And we love how 
you know, beautiful and Faye, but she was just like um, abused by her directors and was like passed around from husbands. And it's, it's glamorous, but it's like really, really messed up. And I thought your movie was like a perfect encapsulation of that. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. But also it's, it's a fun night at the movies on Friday. <laughs> it's, a movie. it's beautiful. It's, it's a great, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So if you like your glamour, if you like your glamour messed up, that's this is the way to go. Because <laughs> uh, it's 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 all in one. The do you like the tagline they put on the poster, Edgar? Uh, which one? I think there's two in different countries. Okay, because yeah. I this is the one I saw: a murder in the past, a mystery in the future. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I think yeah, you should just change it to nostalgia kills. <laughs> <laughs> just change it sort of like D Doug Benson says, "No vomit on screen." <laughs> That's perfect. Right? You're getting quotes. some really good pull quotes from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, the other thing I said was I, I it was surprisingly terrifying. <laughs> I think surprisingly yeah. terrifying is a good pull quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, Noelle's not normally into scary movies, so you tricked her on this one. I got tricked for sure. I'm just, yeah, it's a hundred. Yeah, I was a hundred percent tricked. You will be tricked by this film. Listen, <laughs> if on the TV spot, the, the voiceover guy goes, rated R, like that, you know, you know <laughs> that it's going to be intense, right? <laughs> yeah. How he says it, right? That's a real giveaway. If they just go, rated R. It's like, oh, somebody just drops an F-bomb and they just didn't, it was too precious to cut. Um, <laughs> or I should say a second F-bomb because you can do one now, right? And get that PG-13. Yeah. Has to be non-sexual though. Yeah. You just oh. have to be like, fuck like, it. If, you're, if, your <laughs> Not car fuck it. if your car is broken down and you say, yeah, fuck this car, you could get a PG-13. But if you say, I want to fuck that car, that's an R rating. <laughs> <laughs> If you've seen the movie Titan, so but town uh, <laughs> rather, but that's exactly what happens. <laughs> um, and what about did you? Was it tough for you to get the amount of violence that this is that's in this movie past the, uh, you know, the censors for the R rating, or was it? No, I don't think it's actually. Weirdly, in the UK, it's my first eighteen certificate, um, which I think sort of you know. Uh, was 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 ca causing sort of some consternation to the distributors, but as a kid who grew up with the idea that like horror movies should be 18s, <laughs> I yeah. think sometimes in the UK you have the U the the 18 and the 15, and sometimes you get these films that are saying the most intense movie of the year, 15, <laughs> <laughs> or the most grueling horror movie you've seen, 15. I always think that's kind of funny in its own right. So I wasn't too worried about getting an 18 in the UK, but I don't think it's that. It sort of, it builds up to something. It's not like it's um, violent all the way through. It's pretty amusing though when uh, you know when a horror movie here uh, has a PG-13 because I'm already like, oh well, that's how's that going to be scary? <laughs> you know, because it's the the threat of violence is still the number one scary you know thing to me as a moviegoer. You know, when I'm seeing a scary movie, so if I know it's PG-13. Uh, you know, how intense is it going to get? You know, Ghost is going to push a book off a shelf. But in a similar vein, like the voiceover guy has to work extra hard on those TV spots because then he just goes, rated PG-13. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is that making it sound more intense than it is? <laughs> um, well, good luck with it. I'm sure it's going to be huge. It's, you know, been delayed so many times that you just sort of landed on Halloween weekend. That was never the intent. 
No, it was. It, we, it we was originally scheduled for April, but in the UK, the UK cinemas weren't even open open in April. So we we were actually the people that pushed it to October because it felt like, you know, it didn't feel like a summer movie. It felt, you know, it, if it had come out in April, the UK cinemas weren't open. So we had the opportunity to push it, and we all thought, let's go to let's go to October because it's the kind of movie that. It feels like the right movie when the nights are getting longer. That's how I feel about it. So I was behind the push. Nice. Yeah, I mean, most oh, movies... It... Again, <laughs> Edgar Wright gets what he wanted again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it is a much better time than, than April, but uh, I was also, you know, that delay didn't, didn't make me very happy. It, it made the movie... It, it built it up more for, you know, uh, there's more excitement about it because it was supposed to come out so long ago and it's been finished for so long. And I'm, I'm glad we're finally here and that you're here to compete with Brandon and with Noel. <laughs> and we're going to play those games that I talked about right after this break. We'll be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We are back and uh, I've prepared a couple games for everybody to play. Brandon is on a tear. Uh, He seems unstoppable, but we'll see. If the if Team WW, if Noel Wells and Edgar Wright, NW <laughs> uh, and EW together, <laughs> yeah, ooh and it. and um, <laughs> uh, this first game we're gonna play. It was awesome that we were just talking about taglines because it's called "Whose Tagline Is It Anyway?" I'll say a tagline from a motion picture. Uh, as we know, there could be there's several different ones that are generated for different posters and ads and things. So uh, some of them may be more, you know, obscure or weird than others. Um, Brandon gets to go first. I'll I'll say the uh, tagline. You guess what movie it's in. If you're wrong, Noelle gets a shot at it. If she's wrong, then Edgar gets a shot and uh, we proceed uh, accordingly until someone has, well, we'll see who, whoever guesses the most right. But these are tough. So there will be a theme as well that will emerge, but of course you won't know what that is on the first one. You ready, Brandon? Getting very gravelly, Doug. It's quite sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's during the, uh, during the description parts that I have to do over and over again. I get my voice gets more serious. Um, Brandon, you're... First tagline is simply, it's delicious with an exclamation point. It's delicious? Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet and sour? 
feel like that's a movie I saw in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the correct answer. We go to Noel. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like maybe a zombie movie. Let me. <laughs> um. Uh. It's delicious. I don't know. Do I have to guess? One? <laughs> I'll just say. <laughs> you don't have to, but uh, you know, it'd be fun if you guessed and you were right. Well, I just said Ratatouille, which feels really oh, okay. good. Sorry. No, that that's a good that's a good guess. I still I still don't not am not clear what that dish Ratatouille is, but I you know I do know that because <laughs> also his name isn't it's confusing because his name isn't Ratatouille. He's just a, a, since he's a rat chef, they call it that. His name's Remy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I used to, as a kid, I, I, I have you never had Ratatouille, Doug? I, I may have had it or, you know, saw it, but I just right now couldn't tell you what it is. What is it? It's like, um, oh, my God. It, I mean, it's like sort of peppers and vegetables and kind of like a sauce and stuff. I really, my mum <laughs> used to make it and I really, really did not like it. And I still <laughs> have that strange, horrible sense memory of like when I think of Ratatouille, it's like, eh. So, no, not a Ratatouille fan. But I love I, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only Good dish movie, in the movie though. where I was like, oh, that doesn't look great. <laughs> I, as, an, as an eight-year-old it didn't taste great but i i like them it doesn't you know it didn't put me off the movie that's good what do you think this uh, uh Mike movie would be? I, i'm not sure but i'm gonna say is it larry cohen's the stuff <gasps> that is a terrific guess but that is also incorrect. Okay, hold on. But maybe these next ones will be a little easier because you'll maybe get an idea what the theme might be. But It's Delicious was a tagline for breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Brandon, here's the next one. Oh, Jesus. Love is what it's all about. And another exclamation point. These are some excited taglines. Love is, love is what it's all about. Uh, love don't cost a thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll go fuck <laughs> I mean, you know, could could be that. Uh, Noel, what do you think it is? Well, I feel like I know what the theme is. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I'm just going to guess. I'm going to say, is it My Fair Lady? No. Okay. <laughs> Edgar? I'm going to continue on this same theme. Is it Roman Holiday? Oh, that's also a terrific guess. But the answer is Sweet Charity. Oh, now I should have known this because I know what you're doing now. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right. Brandon, you're up again. I just point, can remember, should uh, I point out at this moment that in the opening scene of my movie, there are posters for Breakfast at Tiffany's and Sweet Charity on Thomas and Mackenzie's wall in the opening scene. So I, I should have known that one was coming. Sweet Charities was uh, Shirley MacLaine, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Bob Fosse's okay. debut. Amazing movie. Yeah, and both of those movies are just the, the the fashion is just like I mean that's it's very they're very good picks for a girl that wants to be a fashion designer in her uh, you know in her room. Uh, 
Um, but now that's the end of those posters from her room. So, <laughs> so where is it going to go from here, Brandon? Oh, jeez. You ready? No. What movie has the tagline, look out, here comes the biggest bond of all? Here comes the biggest bond of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm bl- I, I, I got to pass. I'm blanking. Noel? Well, I, uh, it's, it's, uh, I know what's happening. <laughs> I wish I knew, I, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to look at the movie in my head. Hold on. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I, I think I know what's happening I mean it's I mean I can queue up Edgar maybe I feel like the biggest Bond of all would be a Sean Connery Bond movie uh, perhaps <laughs> but I don't maybe oh. like Goldfinger I don't know I know what it is that is incorrect Edgar what is it I know what it is yes you do it is Thunderball <laughs> no you were right it is a Sean Connery Bond movie yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. The one off. You went for so, the one before. It's the one off. So I have a question then. Is it movies that were in his movie? Yeah. Like, the poster like for Thunderball is also in, in Last Night in Soho. Yes. Okay, okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right. I got it. Because <laughs> I was there thinking Yeah. I was thinking Thunderball or Your Majesty's Service, but then I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So I psyched myself up. Well, Honor Majesty's Secret Service would have been, you know, interesting nod, but I think that the the year wouldn't time out right. Mm. But it would have been fun to see. I I was almost going to say Honor Majesty's Secret Service, but then I remembered it's Thunderbolt. But I think the Honor Majesty's Secret Service tagline is something like, look up, look down, look out. (laughs) (laughs) They're just, it's just all the tag, the tagline is just trying to make you not realize Sean Connery's not in it. (laughs) Look over there. Look, uh, over you know, yeah, but, bond. look over there. Look over there. out bond. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, you know, Diana Rigg, of course, is uh, in your film and, uh, of course, was married James Bond in uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. So Brief, that briefly married to Bond. Yeah. So brief. So brief. And also probably one of the most I feel like her death in that movie is um, one of the most violent, you know, like you usually don't see a bullet hole in somebody's head like that, you know. It, it was, was intense. Funny, like it, it, the end of that movie is really touching. Also, like George Lazenby, you know, who in the movie is sometimes kind of post dubbed and stuff. Like it's it's you know it's an interesting performance because obviously he had big shoes to step into with Sean Connery. But his performance in the last scene is really good. I always like really struck by that. It's one of the great endings of any of those movies. It's a. I think it's a very solid entry in the series. Yeah. But of course, Thunderball that shot that you have in the movie of the thunderball uh you know that huge display that's on the outside of the uh the theater is just you know it's an amazing shot and uh, you know and a great uh tribute to uh the sean connery bond movies in general i think when we were shooting that scene um members of the public thought that um thunderball was playing there when we were trying to get the kids <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, Edgar won that game. Congratulations. <laughs> He's back in it to win it. And um, we're going to play one more game to determine our winner today. And we'll do that right after this break. We'll be right back. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. 
I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. We are back with our friend Brando Collins. Hey, I call hey. it, I call him, you know, it's Brandon, but I call him Brando because that's, that's fun movie word. And then um, Noel Wells and Edgar Wright. Edgar won the last game. So he gets to go first in our next and final game today. Filmily feud. <laughs> it's just like family feud, but the questions are mostly about movies. <laughs> Yeah, all of these are about movies. I don't know why I said mostly. Um, In the UK, the game show is called Family Fortunes. Oh, is it? Yeah, it has a different title. But do they have the same... What's the noise that it makes when you get a wrong answer on Family Feud? Uh, oh, okay. So Family Fortunes, it goes... Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> the one. Always have to be extra over there. Yeah, it sounds like a... Sounds like a buzzer that's like shorting out or something. Oh, we added uh, an we added an extra syllable to the title, and we added an extra part to the the no noise as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just a big red X comes up, and yeah, uh, yeah and the buzzer sound, and um, uh, but this is basically very similar game. I polled people on Twitter various silly questions, and uh, each of you will get to take turns guessing which one of the answers you think got the best response and whatever percentage out of a hundred that answer got uh, will be added to your score. The person with the most points after three rounds wins and everyone's going to get a chance to go first. Once we'll rotate who goes first, but since Edgar won that game, he gets to go first on this very first question. The question is, and I'll give you all, all the answers that you get to choose from. So it's, there's either like four or three answers and you just get to pick one. And Edgar gets to go first. If you're going to get killed by, you know, a Jason or a Mike Myers type, uh, you know, a movie slasher, which method would you prefer? And I asked people, would they prefer knifing, chainsawing, javelining, or being tickled to death? Out of those four, Edgar, which one do you think uh, people voted for the most. Mm. I mean, maybe this, maybe this is exactly the opposite of what it would be, but let's say tickle to death. <laughs> I, it's just such a crazy concept to me because well, sure. It sounds, it sounds like, it, I mean, it's still gotta be painful enough to kill you. <laughs> right. So it's not like really being tickled. I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway. Okay. So Edgar's going with tickle to death. 
Brandon, which one would you like of the remaining three? Knifing, chainsawing, or javelining? I'm going to go with knifing. Okay. Any reason behind that? I mean, no one wants to get killed with a chainsaw. Uh, <laughs> oh. then, uh, full disclosure, I don't know what javelin means. So, Well, like, you know, a javelin went through you, like in... Uh, like that spike in the first home. Oh, yeah, movie. so knife. Yeah, absolute knife. <laughs> okay. The javelin would be over fastest, I think, out of the four of them. Yeah, well, that's another way to look at it. The, if you get a knife straight to the heart, you know, you, you're good yeah. to go. Uh, or the head, you know, just before <laughs> that happens. So, yeah. Chainsaws are just chainsaws are just so upsetting to me because, it's you know, first, you, not only are you getting killed, you have to put up with all that racket. <laughs> noisy. It's would, so noisy. That's why I would say if I'm going to, I would definitely just go out by a, a chainsaw. So I'm, I would pick chainsawing. Just to get it over with quicker. Well, also, it's like, you know, if you, you know, you're going to die. You might as well just like really go out with a gruesome bang. And I think yeah. it would be the fastest and it would, the, the noise would be so loud. You could drown out your own screams. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that was, that I mean. Dark response. I mean, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to be pragmatic about it. <laughs> I can't speak to uh, you know the uh, the poll respondents. I can't speak to their um, reasoning, uh, but they like javelining the best. Oh, <laughs> yeah, out. yeah. Forty percent of the uh, people polled uh, picked javelining. Um, Coming in second after javelining was uh, tickled to death. Ah. <laughs> and that was uh, 30%. So Edgar gets 30 points for that. And then... Be clear, did you poll the Olympic Village? Is that who you asked? No, I just asked, uh, you know, people that are on Twitter. So, uh, you know, I have no idea of the, uh, you know, I assume it's mostly teenage boys, if I had to be honest. And then... Um, <laughs> uh, uh, chainsawing got uh 15% of the vote so noel gets 15 points there and then uh, poor old knifing i guess you know people just don't want to be knifed i guess it's you know obviously it take too many you know it has to keep you know you have to keep getting stabbed to really for it to be effective and that, that wouldn't be any fun so they said uh 14% of the people answered that one so we still have a pretty tight game considering how high up the points can go on these the second round starts Right now, with Brandon getting to go first. Oh, Lord. You're having an intimate monster party, <laughs> you know, like in the film Mad Monster Party, but only have room for three guests. Who doesn't get an invite? Do you blow off Dracula, the Wolfman, the Invisible Man, or the Mummy? I would blow off the invisible man because you're not going to know if he's there. It's just wasting a seat. <laughs> I mean, I think if anybody took that seat, they, they'd know he was there because <laughs> you could still feel the invisible man, I think. But also I'm thinking of the invisible man like walks around with sunglasses and a fez on. He's like polite that way. Like, you know, Oh, that I, I can see a man is coming towards me because he's, you know, got all that stuff on his head. Well, for me, that's like even creepier. I'd rather have like a full Dracula and Wolfman than like a, a dude who's invisible and just has sunglasses and a creepy wig, possibly. I just feel like the Invisible Man was probably the easiest to animate by when, uh, you know, Rankin Bass made Mad, Mad Monster Party. Um, all right. 
Who's up next? Uh, Noel. Yeah, I would just, I would definitely blow off the Wolfman. I feel like he's probably gropey, you know. <laughs> Don't want him at a party. Well, right, but if the party's over by, you know, if it's like an early party, maybe he'd just be a normal guy. He won't, won't turn into a wolf until, oh, the, I see. I see. until the full moon comes out. Yeah, but then that means he's not even going to stay for the fun. He's taking up somebody else's, you know, like I feel like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wolfman, Wolfman's not a good late night hang, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's not exactly. What do you think, Edgar, with between Dracula and the mummy, who would you like be like, mm-mm? Well, Brandon and Noel have taken my two sort of next picks I would have had. I probably would have gone for Invisible Man first and Wolfman second, because Wolfman's a wild card. Dracula, like, <laughs> he would maybe you would not tr- trust Dracula with your girlfriend. If you left the room, you'd go out and come back and she'd be sucked of blood and be one of his brides. That's not good. But I guess like Frankenstein again is just sort of like unpredictable. <laughs> like you know, he doesn't know his own strength. He's got terrible manners. He doesn't really understand what's happening and the chances of him kind of choking out another guest are high. So let's get rid of Frankenstein's monster. Now, let's be clear, it's Frankenstein's monster, not Dr. Frankenstein, right? It was uh, neither of them were available. They both uh, have other plans that night. <laughs> Wait, am I got it wrong? What was did, the fourth choice is the fourth choice is the mummy. Oh, sorry. Dracula or the I just mummy. In my head. OK, so, yeah, I'd say the mummy. I think Dracula has to stay because he's the most glamorous of the four. So he's he's a good get. Do you know what I mean? Like having accounts, he's, you know, he's royalty. Like it's still, that's good. So he's a good guest to have at party. So let's get rid of the mummy. You're right about that. Like every Dracula is played by, you know, pretty charismatic actors. Yeah. yeah. He really, Dracula. If you were having a party and Count Dracula showed up, it would be, it would be quite exciting. <laughs> I will say Gary Oldman's Dracula though. I'm not sure if I want him at my dinner party. Like, I'd be like, Dude, I'm not sucking from your chest. Like don't Christopher do Lee though. With his yeah. Uh, oh yeah. my God. George Hamilton. Would be great, great to have. Yeah. Langella is a great one. Um, yeah. There's some good, there's some good Dracula's out there. All right. Uh, everybody really did a great job avoiding Dracula on this one because only 3% of the respondents thought that Dracula should be uninvited. And I'd, I'd like to know what their issues are. Is he sexy? Yeah. Um, and then uh, also not getting a lot of uh, bites here. Uh, the Wolfman comes in only at 9%. Hmm. Yeah. It's a shame. Poor Wolfie. Uh <laughs> So, so you got a little bit of a bump there, Edgar, by picking the mummy because uh, that one is at 21%. But coming in at number one, nobody wants an invisible man at their party. 67%. Yeah. I think I, I blame Kevin Bacon's hollow man for why no one would want him there. Oh, I mean, that's true. Uh you know, very terrible things in that movie. So, yeah. yeah. And also the most recent Invisible Man. It's just like something about the, getting to be invisible, oh, yeah. you know, makes you uh, do bad things. Oh, but that movie was incredible, though. That no yeah, one talks yeah. about that. It was awesome. But if he was a fun Invisible Man, it's like, can the Invisible Man juggle? Because that's a good party trick to have at a dinner party, right? Yeah. That'd be so fun to watch, uh, you know, juggling by an <laughs> visible person. 
<laughs> but you know, some jerk would just walk over and slap the balls down, you know, cause he just wouldn't be able to stand it. Um, we've got one more round. It's still anybody's game looking at these numbers. And Noel gets to go first on this one. Who would you rather be stuck in an elevator with for three hours? So this is longer than the motion picture that they were in. <laughs> it's three hours in an elevator with tango or cash <laughs> or third choice. I just prefer to be alone in an elevator. Mm-hmm. So you got tango played by, I, I hope I got this right. Is Stallone tango. <laughs> this seems like an important part of the game. <laughs> no, which one's which? I think he's Tango. Tango and uh, Kurt Russell's cash. Kurt Russell's cash. Okay. I remember, like, let me, now correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to remember their full names. Is it Ray Tango and Gabrielle Cash? Is that their names? <laughs> I, I hope so. It's definitely Gabrielle so. Cash. I remember that bit. Because they both, they both sound like nicknames, you know, that someone would get. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but they're their actual last names. Um, Better than Hobson Shaw, though, right? Tango and Cash at least has some panache to it. But I remember mm-hmm. when I thinking, wait, the film's called Hobson Shaw? Like, for <laughs> really boring surnames, guys. Yeah, Tango and Cash is, uh, is a lyric in a, t- a great Tenacious D song. And uh, you're never going to hear Hobson Shaw in a song. <laughs> Um, okay, so Noel, Tango Cash, or you'd prefer to be alone? I would honest, because I'm not, a, we're not assuming that either one of them are going to get us out of the elevator, correct? Oh, that's an excellent point. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know. They're both, they're both shorter in person than, than you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, you know, the machismo of being stuck in an elevator with a, a man, you know, like for three hours, I just, I would definitely just choose to be alone. Okay. I hear you. I'm open to that idea. Yeah. So I'll just uh, do that. Also, because okay. yeah. Also, I've never seen the movie, so I can't really make it up. <laughs> <laughs> An educated let's guy. let's go to Edgar then. What from the remaining two, the two fellas, Tango or Cash, who do you think uh, the people would rather be uh, trapped with? As I recall, Cash is played by Kurt Russell, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I would rather spend three hours in a lift with Kurt Russell than Sylvester Stallone. Because I think I have met Kurt Russell once and he is an utterly charming person, (laughs) full of stories and very funny and sweet. It's like cash all the way. Kurt Russell, please, for three hours. It would be a pleasure to share a lift with Kurt Russell for three hours. I mean, it kind of would be like he would be annoyed at how like happy he'd be about it. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> ask, like, him, ask him about big traveling little china for three hours <laughs> oh my god you just i just spend the entire time going you know jack burton would get us out of here <laughs> um <laughs> how come you were never in stargate a sequel or anything like that what happened there <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you're stuck with uh tango there Brandon, i'm actually I'm, I'm actually fine with that because if memory serves doesn't tango kind of like always save the day like he always gets them out of the situation i think oh he's you know, better at all that shit than the i other think guy? so i think he's a little bit more like I, from what i recall i feel like he saves cash a few times wow um <laughs> this is... why wasn't the choice um like sylvester sloan kurt russell or terry hatcher oh that would be great <laughs> Because why would, who would, 
everybody wants to be trapped with a desperate housewife. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I'm sitting here uh, working out the scores because I it was a bad idea for me to play a game where there's math involved. But uh, I should be able to figure this out. Um, three, four, five, six, seven, two. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, turns out people would rather not spend time with Tango or Cash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 73% said they prefer to be alone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> let's see here. Um cash though is the preference between the two of them at 21% and tango as stuck with the remaining uh 6%. So that gives by my count that gives uh Brandon 87 points. And Edgar has 72 points. And Noel, Noel has 97. Noel, you are our winner today. Nice. Congratulations. You've, you've ended Brandon's uh, epic run. Uh, he's, he won five times in a row. And uh, it's finally over. Noel Wells, you get to do your plugs first. What would you like to plug? Oh, wow. Um, uh, you know, I the second season of the animated show Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks is on Paramount+. Plus. This uh, season finale came out, I think, two weeks ago, but you can still catch up, so that's what I'm plugging. I play Tendi on it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's great. The second season's amazing. It's so fun. Yeah. I hear it's super fun and funny and like, you don't need to be uh, you know, a trekker to, uh, you know, get into it. Yeah. And I've, I've had to catch up on Star Trek because I, I didn't, when I auditioned for it, I didn't even know what I was auditioning for and I had not been involved in the Star Trek universe. So I've, I've had to be brought into it, but yes, I would say that you can watch it not having been a part of the universe and probably also get inducted into it. Like as a fan, if, cause the show is so funny and so accessible very good uh we will i will my team which is mostly just me will reach out about having you back on uh very soon as a returning champion Yay! Amazing. <laughs> no, i haven't won anything for such a long time i see what you feel, brandon <laughs> well brandon's just been winning it uh non-stop and this is your your last uh last chance to plug brandon what would you like to plug today Oh man, uh, folks, y'all can follow me at American Collins and all social media platforms. And then check out my movie review podcast, Medium Popcorn, where we spoil movies new and old and we say insane things. The most recent episode on Urban Legend, we actually do a freestyle as The Rock and Idris Elba. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever hear. So check that out. <laughs> it sounds pretty good. And then uh, Edgar Wright, Last Night in Soho, in theaters. You, I was going to, am I not allowed to plug it myself? No, you, you, you're, you like fill in all the rest of the details you want to say. I just like to, I like when I know the actual facts, I like to say them. Uh, right. I'd like to plug last night in Soho, rated R, um, <laughs> out on Friday. And uh, Doug Love's movie winner, Noel Wells, says it's surprisingly terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and Doug Benson says you don't have to see the vomit. 
<laughs> no vomit on screen. <laughs> um, Brandon, oh, what's, great to have, what's your pull quote? We need a pull quote from you. Oh, I, I would say good music, good vibes, darkness all around. <laughs> that's a good tagline. I mean, yeah, that's good. Good music, good vibes, bad times. <laughs> <laughs> Just like what? I gotta see this movie. <laughs> good times, good vibes. Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> it turns, it turns. But that's that's the fun. Is I I do like. Uh, uh, you know that it's so stylish and so fun to watch, and then but then also has some uh, some scary, scary stuff in there. And um, uh, those people that responded to knifing so poorly uh, uh, might end up sitting this one out. But like Edgar said, it's it's quick and easy. I mean, Noelle Wells doesn't even like horror movies, and she got through it. <laughs> I, got, I more than got through it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's really, that's really saying something. Um, what? Nobody gets killed by a javelin in it. Let's stress this much. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I just had that in my head. Cause I was, I was watching the Omen on uh, uh, the original Omen the other night I was watching on TV as I was trying to fall asleep and I ended up staying awake for all of it because you know, it's just every scene that as it starts, you go, oh, this is a great set piece. It's just like okay. a series of set pieces. I like, you know, a different person dies or gets injured in each scene. <laughs> and, it's, and it's pretty entertaining. Um, be sure to follow Douglas Movies on Twitter and check out uh, my tour dates at douglasmovies.com. And I always end every episode now with a uh, kind of a trying to do it in a positive way by ending with the last line from a movie because there's so many uh memorable last lines but also so many that are just you know just they don't serve the function of necessarily being a wow moment the movie just ends but uh do you have a favorite last line from any of your previous films edgar before soho oh that's a good question um i have a favorite last line from another movie oh that's even better i mean not better but you know I'll take I, it. I really like the last line of this is Spinal Tap <laughs> when um, Christopher Guest is talking about wanting to work in a chapeau shop. Mm -hmm. Rob Reiner says, would you really like to do that? And Christopher Guest says, I don't know. What are the hours? <laughs> and then the film just ends. That's one of the greatest end lines ever. I don't know. What are the hours? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you do the, the voice perfectly. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to do it in my own accent here at the end. And uh, thank you for being here. Edgar Wright, Noel Wells, and Brandon Collins. As always, <laughs> I don't know. What are the hours? <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you. <laughs>